like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time. You better get ready to race to the top. Hey guys, Jamie here and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle. What a week it has been and what a crazy week it has been. The first week of my brand new male subscription site, Train with Jay. We've had hundreds of people sign up and the buzz in the group has been absolutely phenomenal. If this is something of interest to you, all you got to do is head on over to www trainwithj.co.uk. Ladies, at the moment, this is not available to you. However, do not panic because I have something in the pipeline with you in 2019. This episode, we're continuing with chapter six of my book, which is called What Gets Measured Gets Managed. And I probably say what gets measured gets managed about three or four, even five times per day to other people. Measuring and managing things are so important and if you have anything that is wrong in your life, just taking a week to be more self-aware of it and managing it and measuring it can produce phenomenal results. Enjoy. Chapter 6. What gets measured gets managed. Experience has taught me that people are prone to focusing on the wrong things in their lives and a lot of the time they're not even aware of it. The most obvious example of this is that they tend to spend a lot of time watching box sets and playing games on their phones, yet they are adamant that they don't have time to exercise and stay in shape. However, this is part of the human condition and is known as a cognitive bias. I want to concentrate on the cognitive bias that I call the focusing effect, which is what happens when people place too much importance on one aspect of a situation, which makes it impossible for them to predict accurately what the consequence of their actions will be. An extreme example of this effect is a fatal air crash that occurred because senior members of the crew were so fixated on a cockpit indicator that appeared to show a problem with their landing gear that they failed to register that the plane was running out of fuel. The consequences may not be as drastic, but people do this all the time when it comes to their fitness and business goals. They concentrate too much on one particular issue when in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter that much. I had one client who focused so much on what he should be eating after his workout that he completely overlooked what really mattered, which was the consistency of his overall nutrition on a daily basis. I get a lot of clients complain to me that they can't lose or gain weight, but if I ask them how many calories they are consuming, they don't know. Once they start tracking and measuring their calories, they can see where they are going wrong. It's only once you start tracking your activities that you can see the reality rather than the assumptions the bigger picture rather than the close-up of one detail, the patterns and habits that are holding you back. The curse of busyness. When I ask people how they are, their response is often busy. When I ask them why they are so busy and what exactly is it that they have to do, they often can't remember exactly what it is that has got them so tied up. This is usually because they have failed to plan. They haven't written these things down and allocated specific times for completing them. When someone goes about their day knowing that they are busy, but with no plan of action for when and how to complete things they need to do, it's no wonder they are busy all the time, as nothing is ever really finished. I want to cover in more detail the topic that I touched on in chapter 1, 
the importance of writing things down and mapping out your day, which will help you use your time a lot more effectively. This also helps massively with procrastination or displacement activity. Call it what you like, but most of us are experts at finding things to do that are not what we're meant to be doing. I know it's one of my weak points. I have a bad habit of having lots of tabs open on my computer and lots of notifications on my phone, and then finding it very hard to concentrate. This is why I've come up with a plan of attack. A-T-A-C. A. Analyse and plan. T. Timetable. A. Action. C. Compare. Let's work through these elements step by step so that you can manage your workload and get the best out of every day. Analyse and plan. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. Abraham Lincoln. Proper analysis of what you want to achieve is vital for your success and the information in chapter one will help you with your analysis. I can't remind people often enough that they need to establish what their problem really is, not what they assume it is. Establishing a baseline is also crucial. You won't be able to do any measuring or managing of your progress unless you know where it is you're starting from. It's all too easy to rush off and launch yourself into an activity in a fit of enthusiasm, but you need to know and record your weight, your turnover, your speed, whatever it is before you make any changes. Next, think about having to fill up a jar with a number of stones of different sizes. It would make sense to put the big ones in first and let the little ones fill up the spaces in between them. If you start off by putting all the little ones in first, you may well find that there is no room left for the big ones or that the big ones won't fit in completely. Well, it's exactly like that with the task that you have to complete in a day. I recommend writing down the three most important tasks to be completed in your day. If you're struggling to identify which are the most important, ask yourself the following questions. Have you a deadline to meet? Is there a sequence of tasks that have to be done in the right order? Which task is going to make the biggest impact? Is it a task that will enable you to maintain consistency? Is it a selfless task? From your list, schedule the most boring or unpleasant task first to get it out of the way. If you leave it till the end of the day, there's a distinct possibility that it won't get done. These sort of tasks tend to loom larger and larger the longer they are left undone. But once you tackle them, you'll wonder what all the fuss was about. Bear in mind the wise grandmother who told a child that if she didn't eat the cabbage on her plate the minute it was put in front of her, the portion would just grow bigger and bigger. In fact, this is a very constructive approach to life in general. If you spot a problem, nip it in the bud straight away before it gets any worse and don't assume that anybody else is going to take responsibility for it because they probably won't. Touch a thistle timidly and it pricks you. Grasp it boldly and its spines crumble. William S. Halsey Case study When I start working with a new group of online clients, that's 20 or 30 strangers, the first thing that I ask them to do is post a short video about their particular problems and aspirations. On most of the courses, it takes at least two days for someone to post a video. But once they've done that, the others come in thick and fast, within about five hours. It seems as if everyone is just waiting for someone else to go first, worried perhaps that they are going to look stupid. In fact, everyone has great admiration for the brave person who made the first move and ends up being tremendously relieved to find out that others have the same problems that they do. 
Now that you have your three tasks and you know which one you're going to start with, make a realistic assessment of how long you need to complete them. It's usually safe to assume that things always take longer than you think they're going to, and it's always helpful if you've allowed some extra time to accommodate unforeseen problems. Loss of internet connection and power outages are not unheard of. Timetable. The night before, map out the times that will suit you best to get those three tasks completed. It's really important to factor in some breaks. Mental relaxation from tasks that you're focusing on can be very stimulating and creative. And also activities that you will look forward to and enjoy. In my case, watching TV, reading and catching up with YouTube subscriptions. But a word of warning, just because you have written everything down and planned everything, it doesn't mean that it will all get done. Sometimes you can allocate time for a certain task and no matter how hard you try to complete it, it just never gets done. This could be for a variety of reasons and it's worth having a closer look not only at how much time you're allocating for these activities, but also at when you're scheduling them. Case study. I had a client who was struggling to keep to his training. He was always skipping sets of exercises and repetitions and sometimes even missing the entire session. What he had done was to schedule his training for his lunch break. He had an hour's lunch break. It took him about 10 minutes to get to the gym and 10 minutes to get back, which meant that he only had 10 minutes to get changed and get dressed again, leaving him with only 30 minutes for his workout. He ended up so stressed that his time in the gym was completely unproductive as he was doing a rush job to make sure he could get back to work on time. We looked at alternative times for his workout and he decided that it was better for him to get up a little earlier and train before work. Just this switch in his timetable gave him plenty more time to train, and in fact, fired him up no end for the day ahead, as he felt he had accomplished something while others were asleep. Finally, don't make the mistake of pouring all your energy into analysing, planning and timetabling, and failing to move on to the vitally important action bit. I worked with a client who was getting ready for a bodybuilding show, I discovered that he had a mid-morning task sheet, a mid-afternoon task sheet, an evening gratitude sheet, a mind map, and so on. But he wasn't actually taking that much progress with his physical preparation. Time to move on to the action bit. Action. The action you are going to be taking is the culmination of your planning. So my message is, keep your planning simple. Don't let it crowd out the time you have for action. It's all too easy to get carried away by making beautiful charts, etc. But these are only the means to an end. You need to decide what works for you, both in terms of your commitments and of how you feel at different times of the day. For example, while the received wisdom might be that early in the morning is a good time to meditate, it's probably not going to work for you if you're a night owl. A similarly quiet time at around midnight will be more productive. In terms of exercise, not everyone takes to early morning as my client did. For some, hitting the gym after work is a good way to release tension and put away the cares of the day. Also, as action is the point of all this, be prepared to be flexible, up to a point. If your goal is a fitness one and you're finding that your workout is going very well on a particular day, then stick with it for an extra 15 minutes and adjust your activities for the rest of the day accordingly. You are not a robot. When you're in the zone, you're in a kind of flow state and the knock-on effect from the adrenaline rush you're getting will make you more productive for the rest of the day. By spending more time away from work, you end up getting more work done. This is where having planned out your day helps because you will know exactly what's on the agenda for the rest of the day and how feasible it is to tweak it. It would be fine to pinch 15 minutes from your reading time, 
but not fine to make yourself 15 minutes late for meeting a client, for example. But I've said, up to a point. Because at the same time, you must avoid making a habit of doing more of what you like doing at the expense of doing things that have to be done. Part of operating effectively is based on getting enough sleep, and this is another area where you need to know yourself and your needs. I'm a firm advocate of getting up an hour or two early and getting things done, and to have some time for reflection before phones start ringing and emails pinging into your inbox, and this really works for me. But if you don't get enough sleep, you won't be able to focus and you will lack energy. So find your ideal balance. Too much sleep can make you as sluggish as too little. Don't overlook some of the mundane tasks that don't feel as if they're contributing much to your grand plan, but create the conditions for you to work effectively. Activities like cleaning the house or weeding out your inbox comes under this heading because they are creating a clear environment that will help you to focus. If you associate these activities with a reward, as discussed in Chapter 2, or combine them, where possible, with another activity, you will feel more motivated to do them. Here are some examples. Cleaning and listening to an audiobook or podcast. Many mundane tasks don't demand your full attention, so take the opportunity to catch up on new information in your area of interest. Weeding out your inbox and listening to music. Music can, in fact, help you focus and complete a task quicker. Catching up on your accounts while enjoying a cup of coffee. Compare. Now that you've put so much effort into planning and timetabling, and you're taking action, you need to be sure that it's the right action, and that it continues to be the right action. Monitoring your progress against your baseline will enable you to see how effective your action is. How frequently you monitor will depend on what it is you are monitoring. Monitoring your weight on a daily basis can be deceptive. Comparing your weight on successive days is meaningless because there are fluctuations in the amount of water your body is holding. What I recommend to my clients is that they weigh themselves every morning for a week and then calculate the average for that week. If they repeat this over successive weeks, they can then compare the averages and get a much more realistic picture. If your goal is a business-oriented one, you will obviously need to monitor over a longer timescale, months and quarters. You will also need to factor in all the external elements that may have a bearing on your business, be it weather, exchange rates, developments in your locality, etc. Again, it makes sense to write this all down, to log it in whatever way suits you best, whether it's jotting it down in a notebook or creating charts and spreadsheets on the computer. Whatever makes comparison easy will work. Once you can see your progress, you can identify where you need to put in more effort or do things differently. Obvious responses to lack of progress in weight loss will be increasing the amount of exercise or reducing calorie intake, and in business it might be approaching a new target audience. Whatever changes you make, you need to log them too, to see if they're having the desired effect. The other element you need to factor in is feedback. It may not be measurable in such a precise fashion as weight, number of reps, etc., but you still need to keep in touch with it, and certainly, in a business context, to be responding to it, even or perhaps, especially, when what is being fed back is not to your liking. It's clear then that attack is a circular process. Once you have the data to monitor your progress and compare your present state with your previous one, you are in fact re-entering the analysis phase. You should be tweaking your plans according to your findings. Remember, as Albert Einstein said, Insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different result. It's absolutely true and using the attack model will guard against that. Summary 
Focus on what is important, not what seems important. Identify just what it is that you do with your time. Plan your course of action. Set a timetable for your day that ensures you will be able to achieve the three most important things on your agenda every day. Just do it. Use the plan to guide action. Don't get bogged down in planning. Monitor your progress and make adjustments where needed. My challenge for you is to draw up your own plan for the day based on the attack model. Take a picture of it and tweet me at Grenade J.